Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's hard. Touchdown. Oh, my The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's good for a touchdown. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is Thursday, September 6th better known as the NFL season opener, so let's cock-a-doodle-do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning. I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician, and I am joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the king, Scott Engels. Scotty, I always say that Sunday when I wake up, it feels like Christmas morning, you know, and I go to my TV and see all the presents underneath the tree, but uh, that makes today, what, like Christmas Eve, like the holiday party or something, like I am excited, we have football, and it matters. How you doing, Scott? Doing great. Uh, you know, we're all ready for the season. The Roto Experts exclusive in-season edge is now available on rotoexperts.com at a discounted price, and you can still enter the king in speeds for a discount. And if you're in the metro area t- this morning, make sure you get the uh, New York Daily News. We are part of big part of their pullout kickoff section today. Absolutely, absolutely. Go in now, get the in-season exclusive Edge Fantasy Football package. Use the promo code THEKING. Check out the daily news. And also, guys and gals, there are so many ways you can join the show, okay? If you want to get your last-minute fantasy questions answered by the king and the spitting statistician, holler at us at 844-843-6879, all right? Um, Here's what we're going to do. Scott, we got to start with Lev Bell, okay? I mean, there's been a lot of talk. Everyone thought he was going to maybe come into camp yesterday. He did not, okay? Later on in the day, you hear some of the offensive linemen starting to express some frustration with their teammate, Le'Veon Bell. And now the conversation has turned to this idea of, well, well, how many games does he need to play to get the service time for this year so he can hit free agency? I heard in an interview yesterday, Scott, I think it was on ESPN with his agent and you know they were basically saying this is just a straight up business decision for Le'Veon Bell and you got to think about it Scott I mean if if he knows that he is not playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers next year right then 
wouldn't it kind of stand to reason that the number one priority for Le'Veon Bell is to hit February or March in free agency as healthy as possible with as little wear and tear on his, what I believe will be 27-year-old body as possible? I mean, yeah, he'll miss millions and millions of dollars. I think Blewett did the math. It's like $6.8 million if he misses the first eight games. But that doesn't really matter for someone who's looking for a contract around $17 million a year in the open market are we in a place where this literally may stretch uh into multiple regular season games scott again like we've said we don't know we don't know and i think we saw the best example of that yesterday everybody was playing guesswork right is like and a few even up to a few days ago the the, the narratives were well lev's gonna be there by wednesday earl thomas is not gonna report or get traded Lev Bell's nowhere to be seen on Wednesday. Earl Thomas is reporting, and there's a chance that he might play week one. None of us know. You, you, you know, there were drafts last night. I was right. in an NFL.com and an ESPN.com draft where the default standing still had Le'Veon Bell at number one or number two. So if you want auto draft, you know, you got screwed. Somebody was in, in uh, on auto draft one of my my leagues and got screwed with Bell at two and couldn't get Connor later. So, you know, felt a little bad for him. But look. For all we know, Le'Veon Bell could report today. He's got until Saturday to 4 p.m. to be activated. So who knows what's going to happen? We just don't know. As a fantasy player, all you can do is hope that you have James Conner and you're starting him Sunday or that you're starting somebody else like Alfred Morris or even Jordan Wilkins. Nobody nobody knows. It's fun. It's fun to, to, to guess, but it's... You know, and I'm not saying you're asking a bad question because the way you put it together was great. You made it sound fun, but there isn't there there isn't an answer. There isn't. It's it's not going to help anybody in fantasy football by making a prediction. We just don't know. All right, fair enough. So let's talk about this for fantasy football, though, because people still, even though we don't know, we have to manage our teams for week yes. one and beyond, right? So let's talk about it from that way. First of all, what you mentioned is that this guy got screwed, right? Auto drafting with Lev Bell at the top. I don't, I don't know how many drafts are still going on. Maybe some people are still drafting, but let's put it first in this context. DFS, we know he's not an option, okay? We know he's not an option this week. I believe that even if he does rep- And you're right, Scott, he has until 4 o'clock on Saturday to, in fact, report to be kind of activated and, in essence, to be able to collect his game check for week one, okay? But DFS, we know he's probably not an option, okay? In season long, we've covered this already. We've talked about it, how, um, you know, whoever you have as your flex running back, let's say, you're starting over Le'Veon Bell. You hope that you have James Conner. We were telling people for weeks that if you draft Lev Bell, you got Got to get James Conner. We were telling people, Scotty, that James Conner, aside from this, was one of the most valuable handcuffs anyway. I've been telling people in dynasty leagues they need James Conner because Bell won't be with the Steelers next year anyway. Okay, so that's fine. Here's my question. You mentioned someone got screwed by auto-drafting Lev Bell in the top three. Let's just say you're having a draft today. You don't have your fantasy football team drafted yet. And I know that may not be a lot. How far does Le'Veon Bell fall, Scott? In a regular draft, I could see a season fall, long falling. Draft, yeah. yeah, in a regular season long draft. And they're still happening. People will, will draft this weekend. 
and you know they'll draft before the right. game tonight or during the game tonight. I'll see him fall. My prediction is, and I haven't been in a draft, but I'm just predicting that he'll fall in the second round, late really? first round, early second round. Because people are still going to take the crack. Because if he right. comes back, if he just misses a game or two, or misses one game and makes a statement and none of us know, the return is immense. Right. Okay, so now here's the other way we have to play it, okay? Because now, just like, you know, the Roto Experts is the in-season package, right? Now, yeah. what we got to also do is but not But if you buy it today... It- you still get access to the draft stuff if you need. Okay, sounds yes. good. Yeah. Sounds good. That's the promo code, the king, for sure. Yes. But here's the other way we got to start playing it. And I'm already getting these questions on social media, Scott. Let's say you have drafted. People are now wondering. I got a, a question. And I was like, huh, I don't know. You know, and it reminds me, Scott, I, I'm telling you, it reminds me a lot of people talking about Ezekiel Elliott last year, okay? I got a question where someone was like, would you trade – I got an offer to trade Lev Bell, and I'm getting Joe Mixon back. Do you do it? I would do that. You, you know, would. I know, I know, Joe, saying I know Joe Mixon is going to be there. What right. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is he would fall to the second round. Okay. I didn't say I would personally take him in the second round. Uh, All right. He would fall there. You know, if I'm on the board in the draft tonight, Mixon and Bell are there, and I need a running back, I'm going Mixon because I know he's going to be there. I love the versatility. The offensive line is improved. I like the offense, and I know he's going to be there. You know, at what territory do I start getting into where I pick Le'Veon Bell? Probably not where he's going to be available because okay. I would say once my top 14 or 15 running backs are off the board, I'll consider it, but somebody's going to take the hop sooner than that all right well let me ask you this way though because remember trades let's say you are a lev bell owner okay let's say you have lev bell or and someone offers you Devonte freeman for him you taking it no because i'm too no. worried about Devonte freeman's concussions soft t- tissue injuries okay et fine alex collins you taking it <sighs> i'd be very tempted I'd be very okay. tempted. Right. It, it's uh, interesting, right? I'm, I'm going to say very tough no. Okay. How about this? Let's say someone offers you Mark Ingram. No. He's already, no. I know he's already missing four games. Well, how many? We, Lev Bell may miss seven. Who knows? He may miss, he may miss one. <laughs> I know, but this is, this, is what we're, this is what we're talking about, right? We're, people are going. This is going to be the hottest. I know kind of definitely Mark Ingram is, is missing four okay. games. Okay. Okay. So you said Alice Collins was tough, but you would lean towards no, right? Yeah. Uh, Lamar Miller? No. Okay, I, th- I think I'm starting to see where you're talking here. Oh, here's an interesting one. Another person who has kind of a cloud hanging over them. Would you take Shady McCoy? No. No. But hey, all right, I'm going to give, give you one more name, and I think you're going to say yes. Would you take Dalvin Cook? Yes. Okay, so that's about the line, right? Yeah. Right in there, right around. Like you said, I'm looking at kind of like RBs in the, you know, 12 to 15 kind of range. So it sounds like if you can get back a, a, a true RB1, you would do it. But if you are getting back like a high-end RB2, then it seems to be very like a very tough decision, and it might be kind of a case-by-case. I, case I, I would take Mixon and McCaffrey. Yep, so that's what I'm saying. Like these yeah. kind of back-end RB1, high-end RB2 yeah. is kind of where it sounds like you're putting the line, huh, Scotty? Yes, yes. All right. 
Fair enough, fair enough. We will keep it going. You mentioned Earl Thomas does, in fact, report for the Seattle Seahawks. That, of, of course, helps boost the Seattle defense. They, um, however, are on the road at Denver in week one. You know, Denver always gets these kind of back-to-back home games to start the season. And I feel like the schedule makers always kind of uh, are throwing the Broncos one because it seems like, to me, uh, it's really a tough place to play in Denver early on in the season. I don't know if it's the elevation or, or what it is. It is, but they always seem to have home games early in the season, and they always seem to do well. Scotty, right now, the Seattle Seahawks are traveling to Denver. They are a three-point underdog. Are you taking uh, – if you're – are you laying the three points and still taking Seattle in this one? This is a dangerous one. And when you're saying that – and I'm not saying this is a fan. When you're saying that, you know, they're doing the Broncos a favor, they're not. Because even if the Broncos win this game – this yeah. is going to be a very, very competitive and tough. You know, this is the Seahawks, even if they don't make the, the playoffs, you know, they're not going to be any sort of pushover, you know, no, sure, especially, especially with Russell Wilson there and Bobby Wagner and Earl Thomas, if Thomas plays this week. But, you know, look, they're, they're not going to be a push. This is tough because Corey actually predicted the Seahawks to win this game. I, I think this is a very tough for them to go on the road, though. The game is so tough because the Seahawks have so much of a better quarterback, I believe, than than Denver does. Than Keenum. That if 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 the Seahawks won this game, it wouldn't shock me. This is a game I would completely want to avoid. But if I'm looking to make a bet that everybody else isn't, I would take the Seahawks. But if I'm trying to play it safe, I would take the Broncos. Ultimately. I'm going to say the the, the C, take the Seahawks minus three, and this will be a twenty-two twenty final. Plus three, plus three. Yeah, yeah. Take the plus three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Seahawks are getting. I mean, more like a part of it. What I mean more of Scott is, uh, you know, generally speaking, non-conference road games are tough for any team. Okay, and I would say that generally speaking, you want to get the Seahawks early when Doug Baldwin is still on his way back. You know, Earl Thomas is still kind of on his way back. They're still without, I believe, KJ Wright. You know, Rashad Penny is still working his way back. The Seahawks are going to be better in a few weeks. And of course, like I said. The non-conference road game is always an issue. I will say this, though, Scotty, uh, Doug Baldwin, and Rashad Penny practicing in full for the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. Um, Are you rolling out Doug Baldwin as normal uh, this week? Where is he for you? A wide receiver, two, something like that? I'll go check your rankings. And by the way, we've got updated week one rankings for the King. All right. I'm looking right now, Scotty, and I see in PPR formats at least, I see you have – oh, I'm looking for Baldwin. You have him as wide receiver 27. Okay. Is that because you like the Denver secondary? You have him a lot lower than the consensus ranks. The consensus ranks would have him at – uh, 19, which would be a wide receiver two. You have him at 27, which would be a wide receiver three. Um, what's the concern there? The concern is the knee. You know, it's okay. I'm not. I'm not Doug worried about Doug Baldwin in any matchup when he's healthy. Okay. Uh, I'm not. He's a must start when he's healthy. But look, he's practicing in full. But to me, I'm treating him as a wide receiver three, and my my ranks reflect such. Now, there's also a very interesting article on Roto Experts from Jack McClune about guys who went undrafted who maybe you should pick up or have your eye on. I strongly believe that either one of two of Brandon Marshall or Jerron Brown is going to step forward and be a sleeper for this team. So I would – Jerron Brown I love as a deep threat, 
and Brandon Marshall wouldn't shock me if he caught six touchdown passes. So either one of these guys, if you're in a deeper league and you're looking for flyers, I would stash either one of those guys because mark my words, either Jerron Brown or Brandon Marshall is going to emerge as a second productive wide receiver for this team. I mean, look, look, let, let, let's just let's go layman's term. Look at that, that picture in the article, Brandon Marshall. He is skying over Xavier Rhodes. He is skying over Xavier Rhodes, one of the best corners in football. And that looks like a healthy Brandon Marshall, and that could be a little bit scary, even though he's 34 years old. So I would at least put him at the end of my bench if I was playing in a larger league. The scary thing for me as a Seahawks fan is is that Brandon Marshall has never played in a playoff game, and I'm hoping that jinx doesn't continue. All right, fair enough. Let's keep it moving away from the Seattle Seahawks, who have dominated our first segment. Let's talk about the Washington hey, you brought starting up. running back. Let's talk about the Washington starting running back. They have confirmed Adrian Peterson will be the starting running back for the Washington football team. But, Scotty, we got to think that this is going to be a committee, right? We know Chris Thompson is there for the pass-catching work. Do you think Pirine and or Kelly Mixon as well? What do you think here? Talk to me about the slices of the pie and the uh, committee out there at Washington. People were excited about Adrian Peterson. He was one of the biggest waiver claims. Um, but what kind of work do you think he's going to get? You think Adrian Peterson gets 20 carries on Sunday? I guess if you meet committee, do you think three running backs are going to be involved? It's possible. Uh, Adrian Peterson is going to be the lead ball carrier. He's worth flex consideration. Uh, you know, They'll use him near the goal line where he can still be acceptable, I think. Chris Thompson's going to be working on passing downs, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Rob Kelly might come in and have five to six carries. So uh, P- Peterson and Thompson are playable. Kelly is not. Okay, fair enough. We have a similar situation, I would say, up in New England. Sony Michelle is back practicing, was in fact limited, but this is trending in a good direction. I don't know if he's going to play much on Sunday, but talk to me about the Patriots committee, Burkhead, White, and Sony Michelle. Yeah, reports are, and you can check out the new Inside Injuries uh, in, Advanced Week 1 Injury Roundup on rotoexperts.com right now, too, as part of our Week 1 content. It's going to be surprising if he plays. So I'm expecting to see a lot of James White, uh, some of Rex Burkhead, and Jeremy Hill as the goal line hammer. All right, so the committee up there in New England maintains as they take on the Houston Texans. If you remember, Scotty thinks the Texans are going to the Super Bowl. We'll find out who we both think are winning the Super Bowl later on in the show. We talk Philly, Atlanta, and then some other lines. And Scott's week one rankings when we come back. Roto experts in the morning. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Welcome back. Roto experts in the morning. Scotty is excited because the NFL regular season opens tonight. Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. We'll talk a little bit about that in a hot 
second. Remember, the number to call if you want to get down is 844-843-6879. I told you about the in-season exclusive edge fantasy football package and to the promo code the king. I also want to tell you guys, listen, if you think it is obvious you know, that the Saints are going to win week one at home against the Bucks, or you want to bet against Nathan Peterman and the Bills going into Baltimore, maybe a survivor contest is the thing for you. And Fantasy Factor it has a free $1 million survivor contest now open. So sign up today and play for your chance at $1 million. That's over at FantasyFactor.com. All right, Scotty, um, here's what we got to do. All right. Okay. We are opening the season today with the Philadelphia Eagles hosting yeah. the Atlanta Falcons, right? And, uh, you know, the Eagles are going to raise their banner, all that stuff. But I got to tell you something. There has been dramatic line movement on this one, Scotty. Okay, it started, this line opened with the Philadelphia Eagles as a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Right now, Scott... There's been a lot of money on Atlanta. The Falcons are now one-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. The defending Super Bowl champions at home raising the banner, they are getting a point-and-a-half. What that means, Scott, is that a lot of money has come in on Atlanta. I've been saying it for the last week-and-a-half that without their starting quarterback, without their number one wide receiver, you know, Ajayi is practicing, so he'll be on the field today but uh, a lot of people were seeing it like me enough to move the line from the morning line five points it was philly minus three and a half i'm staring at my bookie.ag right now the falcons are one and a half point favorites tonight you think this is all about carson wentz or what what do you think all the line movement here for atlanta yeah no carson wentz uh falls is very up and down didn't have a good preseason no all sean jeffrey so I think, you know, that uh, for sure, uh, I think that certainly moves the line. Ajayi's going to play and should, should have a pretty de- – at least a respectable, if not a, not above average game. But uh, the, the Falcons are at home. Uh, you know, maybe they want to get a little revenge for the playoffs last year. But I The think Eagles are at the, home. The Eagles are at home. I'm sorry. The Eagles are at home. Uh, but, you know, maybe the Falcons want to get a little bit of revenge for last year. But, you know, the Eagles are looking to plead it a little bit. But uh, I'll still take the Eagles. You're still taking the Eagles today. All right. I don't know if that's going to be. Remember, Scott, what we're going to do on, I guess, our the Friday show. It is. Yeah. But on our Friday show tomorrow, we're going to talk DFS a little bit, and we'll make our official survivor pick for week one. Uh, we'll make what we're going to do is we're going to pick three games against the spread. Um, because, And I say three, Scott, because if we want to give out, you know, kind of our picks to our fans, our listeners, our viewers, I like three as the number because even if we go two and one, we're still helping people win money. You know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. We're helping people win their leagues and win that cash. We will, uh, you know, both Scotty and I will hopefully be over 500 and make it be a a, uh, strong move for you. Obviously, we're talking about Lev Bell a lot. Listen, their line has moved as well. Um, Scotty, the Cleveland Browns opened getting five and a half points. At home, as a home dog, they were getting five and a half points. The line has moved a point and a half down to four. Um, So they're getting four points. They're still home dogs. Um, Here's the thing for me. You know, there's a good article right now up on the site by Austin Webster, and he claims the Steelers are like the number one offensive line in all of football. So if you put James Conner in that backfield, he's not Lev Bell, but... 
you think he's going to be a viable, what, RB2 this week? Like, there isn't that much of a drop, maybe because of this offensive line. Um, what do you think about this line movement? The Browns are now four-point home underdogs. Yeah, I'm going with the Steelers there. You know, like, the the Browns look good on paper but and in the preseason, but they haven't done it in a regular season game yet. And right. look, you know, James Conner, you know, you're exactly right about it. You know, they do have the best offensive line, at least in the AFC. So they, you know, I don't think they're going to miss too much of a beat. You know, actually, Le'Veon Bell is a special running back, but James right. Conner can still be very, very effective. I don't think this offense misses a beat. Uh, I think I think Cleveland may have a little bit better of a defense than Pittsburgh, and they are at home. But yeah, I, I, I'd be comfortable with taking the Steelers on this one. All right, you're going to lay the points on this one going on the road. Hey, I'm telling everybody the number to call is 844-843-6879. We have a caller. It is John in Georgia. Hey, John, you're cockadoodle doing it with us on Roto Experts in the morning. What's your question? How can we help How out? How you doing there? What's up, guys? Doing good. I love the show, guys. I'm signing up for everything, all your perks and bangs, whistles. I love it. It's helping me out. But I am a Le'Veon Bell owner, and i got to pick one of the three this weekend. Um I got Connor, Jay Jai, or uh, Marshawn Lynch, and I got to pick one of those guys. Is it PPR or standard? PPR. Yeah, I I would leave Lynch out of that against the Rams. I'm actually considering yes, starting Tariq Cohen over him because I think it's going to be a very okay. tough matchup for him. So then it comes down to Connor and Ajayi. Connor and Ajayi. Yeah. I like a, I like Ajayi tonight. I really do. I think, you know, his physical style, you know, can, can really wear down that, that team. But I feel like Connor's going to be the guy exactly. for the Steelers, whereas you might see a little bit mixed in of Corey Clement. And I, I, I always, I always want to take a guy on Sunday rather than Thursday when you look at the fact gotcha. that Ajayi just came back from a foot injury. So I'm going to lead towards James Connor. Yeah, I'm also leaning towards James Conner. The same idea. You know, Ajayi is going to share snaps with Clement, maybe even Sproles in certain situations in a two-minute drill, things of that nature. Whereas, listen, if there's no Lev Bell, you know, this is James Conner's backfield. He's going to, like, you fell into kind of a workhorse back. You know what I mean? So I would also go with Conner. Okay, great. Thank you. Hey, one more quick question. I could use uh, Jai in the flex or Juju mm. Schuster. Uh, I well, you lean a lot on the Steelers there. That's the one thing that scares me. But you okay. know, Schuster has so much upside. I yep. I just can't bench him. I can't. Gotcha. Yep, right. I agree. I would go with Juju. You also mentioned it was a PPR league. And the same thing holds, right? Without Le'Veon Bell. One of the things we talked about with Juju Smith-Schuster is that he's like the third option in the passing game behind Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Well, that is not the case in week one against Cleveland, okay? Because we like Connor on the ground, but he is certainly not the receiving threat that Lev Bell is. So Juju becomes the numbers two option for Big Ben. So I'm flexing Juju over uh, Ajayi as well in that PPR format. Thanks for the call. Holla back at us Thank anytime you. as we cock-a-doodle do it for sure. Scotty, a couple of lines, a couple, two more lines that I want to ask you about. This one I think is really, really interesting. The Baltimore Ravens, um, they started off as six-and-a-half-point favorites. 
They have moved to eight-point favorites. Now, I know, listen, I've already told you, I'm probably picking the Ravens as my survivor pool pick this week. You know, they are at home. I love teams at home in the home opener. They're going against Nathan Peterman, who, listen, may have shown himself a little something, but I think it's a different level going up against Baltimore at home in a regular season game. So I love the Ravens. My question for you, though, Scott, is the line opened at six and a half. It has now gone to eight. That is crossing a key number that we talk about in the game here, okay? The numbers of three and seven. So you would have to give more than a full touchdown to bet these Ravens at minus eight. Uh, The fact that it went from less than a touchdown to over a touchdown, does that change your thinking at all on this game, Scott? Are you still giving the points with Baltimore? I'm still taking Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, I I think they come out with something to prove here. Uh, And, yeah, Buffalo, they just can't stand up to them. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I told you, I'm taking the Ravens in Survivor this week. I think it would be a huge surprise if the Bills pull the upset. But you never know. There is always one kind of upset in week one that knocks out like a quarter of the Survivor pool right away. The last uh, (laughs) – it's true. Last last year, I I was part of it last year. I remember last year, week one, I took the Houston Texans who were at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? And I was like, oh, there's no way, you know, Houston we like. They're at home. I don't trust Blake Bortles. And this was also, if you remember last year, um, Scotty, right around this time, was when J.J. Watt was in the news, you know, because he, like, had raised something like $50 million for hurricane relief and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so intense in the stadium and stuff. And then little did we know that the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to be able to come in with that best defense in the NFL. And they were also, you know, going to win a game with Blake Bortles completing less than 10 passes. But that's exactly what happened. I was not in the minority. A lot of people had Houston in week one last year and got banged out. So hopefully the same thing does not happen. The last spread I want to ask you about here, Scotty, is uh, on Monday night, the Rams and the Raiders. The Rams opened as two-and-a-half-point road favorites going to Oakland, and that has moved up to four-and-a-half points. The line has moved two points in their favor, again, crossing over one of those key numbers. The reason for this one, in my opinion, has to be the trade of Khalil Mack, right, Um, who now makes that Raiders defense even less intimidating, going up against the McVay and Goff offense. Um, You comfortable laying four-and-a-half points for the Rams on the road in Monday night in the black hole? Yeah, and in daily, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of some golf and cup stacks, you know, tonight. Really, as well, uh, because that that Raiders defense is going to be so bad without Khalil Mack. They weren't that good with him. He was really their only piece. Him and Bruce Irvin, I guess, to a degree, they no longer have Malcolm Smith either. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I think the Rams are going to the, the Rams are just going to tear him up. Yeah, I like the Rams as well. Remember, if you uh, remember yesterday when we were given some of our division winners and we, went, we got all the way to the, I believe, the championship game in the Super Bowl, I have the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC championship game. I think they get off on the good foot on Monday night in Oakland. I think they handle their business. I mean, I'm, I'm worried about the Raiders. I told you they were one of my under bets for the season. Our guy Mike Blewett, who's in an over-under contest, also got the under for the Raiders. Scotty, I want to let people know that over at DailyRoto.com, they are putting 
more than $25,000 on the line for their subscribers this NFL season. They are entering paid contests on FanDuel and then picking a random subscriber who will kind of come along with the, for the ride. And for them, it'll be a free roll. Have a chance to win big along SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein. He's one of the only men to have won two separate million-dollar prizes, okay? If you don't win one week, no worries. Your name gets tossed back into the hat for the following week. So head on over to DailyRoto.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action and get down with your share of $25,000 in play. That's DailyRoto.com slash sweat. All right, Scotty, here's what I want to do. I want to look at your week one rankings that are out now on rotoexperts.com. Don't forget to enter the promo code THEKING at checkout for the exclusive edge in-season fantasy package. Unless your name is Strong Style Ninja, because then you ain't got to pay at all. And we're going to get your info, and the king is going to give you a call to set your lineup for you one week this season. But when I look at your rankings, Scott, for week one, I see um, at quarterback, and what we're going to do is we're going to look at a couple positions and, you know, Scott, you may know if you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, if you ever see Fantasy Freestyle, you know that I do diamonds in the rough and the fugazis, the guys you need to forget about. So let's look at each position and find a diamond in the rough and a fugazi for you. You were talking about Jared Goff, right? You have him this week as your QB6. That is a way ahead of the uh, consensus ranks. Why are you loving Jared Goff so much this week? Like we just talked about, it's, yeah. the Raiders de- it's the Raiders' defense, and he's got four weapons to basically attack that team with. It's not just going to be Gurley. It's going to be Goff. You know, they've surrounded Goff last year with a lot of offensive talent, and I think Brandon Cooks might actually be a slight upgrade from Sammy Watkins. All right, so you like Goff. On the flip side, someone you seem to be a lot lower on than the consensus is uh, Pimpin' A. Breezy, Drew Brees. Now, I got to ask you about that. You have him as QB8. He's third in the consensus ranks. Now, I thought, Scott, that we had talked previously about, you know, when Mark Ingram was not here for the first couple of weeks, that they may, instead of giving Alvin Kamara a bigger load, instead of trusting any of these other backs that they signed off the street, that what they might do, in fact, is is rely a little bit more on Drew Brees in the passing game. I love Brees in the dome where this game would be. I wonder why you're down on Drew Brees. I'm not down on him. Number eight is not down on him. That's like okay. mid-range QB1. It's just I like the other guys ahead of him. It's, you know, it's like, you know, obviously I have, you know, the top four must-starts with Brady, Rogers, Watson, Wilson. Those guys are going to be locked in no matter who they face. And you only got three guys ahead of Breeze. I absolutely love Rivers this week. I love Goff. And I'll take Cam Newton versus Dallas against Drew Breeze versus Tampa Bay. I don't not like Drew Breeze at all. I just I can't rank him number three. It's you know I'm not bench. You know I have to I have to have Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson where they belong. All right, all right, that sounds, that sounds fair. Let me, when we, as we move to running back here, Scotty, let me go a little bit lower down the rankings, okay? Because as you mentioned here with Breeze, you know, if you're in the top eight, it doesn't matter if you have him ranked five or eight or, you know, it doesn't matter if you have someone ranked seven or 11. Those are still must-start kind of guys, right? So I look a little bit lower. I look a little bit lower um, in running back. You're, I'm looking at PPR settings. You're running back 27 
is Jamal Williams. A lot of people have him as a RB2 in like around 20, 21. You have him as more of a flex play. You know, there's no Aaron Jones. You got to like the Green Bay Packers offense, although they are facing Bears and Khalil Mack. Why, why are you a little bit lower on Jamal Williams than the rest? I think he's a decent play this week because, you know, Aaron Jones is not there on suspension. Uh, the Packers are not a run first team. Number one, I don't think as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, they ever will be. And this is a very, very good Chicago defense. Okay, and they are at home. In fact, I believe this game is in Chicago on Sunday night. Let me double-check that one. No, excuse me, it's in Green Bay. It is in Green Bay, so they are at home. But the Bears' defense has, in fact, been you know augmented recently with the addition of... Khalil Mack. One other guy I want to touch on that you like, uh, that you have higher, and this is like the difference between being startable and not. You're running back 31, so kind of in the flex conversation, is on Johnson, you know, on my wayward son. He faces the Jets. You have him, you know, at 31, which is a flex play. The consensus has him as 39, which would be outside of the flex, you know, environment, if you think about, like, the top 36, right? You know, in a 12-team kind of league. Carry um, on Johnson, Scotty. You think he's going to be the uh, leading point getter for our Lions running backs on Monday night? I think he's going to be one. Of, I think, you know, in terms of yardage, he probably will be overall yardage, you know. And then you want LeGarrette Blunt to be the hammer, but – yeah, I think Carrion Johnson's good enough to start good enough to start as a flex. Okay, he's good enough to start as a flex, and you think he's going to start for the Lions or like first series, they get the ball on their own twenty seven yard line. Is Carrion Johnson there or is it Lagarrett Blunt there on the first snap? It's Blunt but starting only means you're on the field for the first play of the game. It does not reflect full workload. All right, fair enough. We'll keep on going with Scott's Diamonds and Fugazis when we come back and we reveal our Super Bowl champions. It's Roto Experts in the morning. Dane and Scott, come on right back. This is season opener, guys. Get excited. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? Can we rock? Yeah. What's up, Doc? This is Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle. We're making it happen here. Um, We got a question. I think this is from our producer down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. But, Scott, I got to tell you, I'm in leagues against our guy, Chris Bavona. I don't know if I want to help him out, but we were talking about on Johnson. He's asking you. All right. Fair enough. Um... In a PPR format, we were talking about Kerryon Johnson. Would you start him over our guy, a shot of J-Mo, Jamison Crowder? I kind of lean towards Crowder, I think, in a PPR format at least. I think he's easily going to have the most catches on Washington. I can easily see him getting six or seven catches. That's seven points right there. And, you know, that's kind of what I ex- think is almost the ceiling for Kerryon Johnson unless he gets a touchdown here in week one. I feel like you, it's, it's about roles. and You know that Crowder is going to have a role – uh, right. You don't know exactly what Johnson's role is, so I would go with Crowder. 
I think a lot of people like were down on Crowder. I was getting him very late in drafts just because he wasn't a factor during the preseason. And right. During the regular season, he, you, you, you're going to see him unleashed. Yeah, I completely agree. I have him in my big-time uh, dynasty home league. He is my wide receiver three, and I am excited about it. You know, he's behind for me, DeAndre Hopkins and Stefan. Can you dig it? So I like Whoa. that. There you go. You know the Warriors, Scotty. One of the best B-movies of all time. Come on now. Um, I, watched it again. I watched it again last week. Did you really? Yeah. What gang would you have been in? Baseball Furies, because they're baseball Yeah, fans. that's right. They were, they were in the uh, subway station, right? Yeah, or was it in, like, the park? Yeah, one of our list in the park, one of our listeners were, like, years ago, kind enough to, like, give me a Baseball Furies action figure as, like, a thanking for, like, when, when uh, as a thanking for when uh, he won his fantasy football league. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Let me ask you this as we move on to your wide receiver ranks, okay, Scott? Because we've got your rankings up for week one. You are a lot lower on, speaking of Stefan Diggs, right, you were a lot lower on his counterpart, Adam, I got a feeling. You have him as wide receiver 26. So technically, that's a wide receiver three, you know, 14 spots lower than the consensus who still view him as a fringe wide out one, high end wide out two. Let me ask you, is it more because, you know, it looked like Cousins really had eyes for Diggs in the preseason? Is it because of the offensive line that we're worried about a little bit in Minnesota? Is it because you think he's going to be on the Richard Sherman side uh, on Sunday? Why are you low on Adam Thielen? Uh, because if you go to uh, com right now and you check out the Inside Injuries Injury Report, they're saying that his leg is a, really a concern. And hmm. they give him a longer optimal recovery time than most. Okay, so that is definitely a reason, you know, that health. Remember, he kind of in a in – a... He like, limped off of practice earlier this week, and maybe people need to pay a little bit more attention to yeah. that. Does that help you, do you bump up digs because of that? Also, I see you have him number nine, so definitively a wide he receiver was, he, one. He was there regardless. Okay. Um, one guy and the wide receivers that I want to touch on who you have a little bit higher than most, you have him as a wide receiver two. The industry has him as a wide receiver three. I like it, though, because I have shares of him on some of my teams. We're talking about Manny Sanders in Denver going up against Seattle. We've talked about this. But you like Manny Sanders to have a little bit of a bounce back, right? He's healthy, better quarterback play this, uh, this season probably. Um, you have Manny Sanders as a uh, wide receiver two. Yeah, I do. I think, it, look, I don't like Case Keenum, but he's got a good connection with Sanders. I think it's going to, I think when he declines, it's going to hurt Thomas more than it is with Sanders. Okay. Um, we're going to move to tight ends here, Scott, with your ranks. But I, I, I see your ranks, and I know someone that you have up high. We've talked about this a bunch. You have him as your tight end four. It's Jack Doyle. I wanted to ask you, though, I got a question from a, uh, a follower earlier this week that I wanted to ask you, and I promise you I am not trying to bait you here, Scott, okay? I promise. I promise. But we talk a lot about the roles people play, right, Um, on the team. And the idea of, like, let's say when someone goes down, you don't think necessarily it's just the next man up. It's about the person who fills that role. A follower made an interesting point to me uh, when we're talking about Doyle and Ebron. Now, I know you don't like Ebron, and I know you like Doyle. I know that. Right. My question, though, is someone mentioned to me that what about the fact that Jack Doyle is a much better blocker 
than uh, Eric Ebron. So with that logic, wouldn't it stand to mean that like maybe when two tight end sets, that Doyle is actually one that's in more and Ebron's actually the one that's uh, running routes more? What do you think about that generally, Scott? I think that's a little bit of an overanalysis. Uh, I, I I think that Jack Doyle is such a good receiver. There's no way they can can't involve him in the passing game. He is their second best receiver. Period. All right, all right. You like Jack Doyle? You have him as your tight end four this week. You also like Ricky Seals Jones out there in Arizona. You have him as tight end thirteen. The industry has him kind of much lower than that, as uh, say nineteen. You know, which is like in the streaming kind of conversation, tight end two conversation. You have him on the fringe of being a startable tight end this week at number thirteen. Um, tell me why you like RSJ. Is it because of the dearth of other options there in Arizona? Do you think Norman is going to shut down Larry Fitzgerald and Bradford has to look? elsewhere what you're thinking behind rsj at tight end 13 yeah um i liked him in the preseason that's where i had him ranked he's a mm-hmm. big quick target i believe they could actually be the sec the uh third passing option in that passing game and a top red zone option Okay, um, that's fair. I got to ask you, though, Scotty, I'm looking for someone that I don't even see at all. I, I'm telling you right now, I think you need to update your tight end rank, Scotty. Um, I do not see in your rankings Mr. Austin Safarian Jenkins at all. Okay, yeah, he might not play this week. Yeah, but, I mean, he's playing, but against those Giants, you know, uh, I mean, got, he's got he's that got core a, he's muscle. Got a, he's got the core yeah. muscle thing, I know, but he's not, like, he's not questionable or, you know, I mean. No, he, did, he didn't practice, and you check out the inside injury report, you know, that's something very cons- significant. He could miss the game. Now, if all of a sudden he returns to practice today, I'll yeah. put him back on my report, but right now, if I had to guess, I'm not, and again, I'm guessing, I'm not expecting him to play. If he's if he's in there, uh, you know, he definitely gets moved way up my ladder. Okay. But right now, core muscle injury, you know, that's there's a significant chance he might not play. Okay, so that's the that was the concern for you, yeah. the injury, not the player or the matchup. No, not at all. Okay, uh, that's fine. I you know I uh, I hope he does play. <laughs> I hope he does play. I um, do too. I have uh, on one of my teams, I actually, where I completely waited on tight end. I actually believe it's the GST League, Scott, where we are, uh, I think we're in the same division, actually, against each other. First of all, by the way, I have James Conner in that league, um, and uh, so I'm excited about that, I believe. And my tight ends are RSJ and ASJ, and so I'm happy about <laughs> RSJ, um, but I was looking I like at... Said that. Yeah, I was looking at Austin Safarian Jenkins with the matchup, but instead I may, in fact, pivot to RSJ, who you, you know, who you uh, are high on this week. All right, Scotty, here's what we got to do. We talked um, yesterday. We gave our division winners. We gave our wild cards. In the AFC Championship game, you have the Patriots and the Texans. I have the Steelers and the Chargers. In the NFC Championship game, you have the Vikings and the Saints. I have the Packers and the Rams. It sounds like the Packers are a team that we're going to be differing on all year long. It sounds like the AFC South is somewhere where we differ all year long. I would say the Titans as the AFC South were my biggest long shot to win a division out of my picks. For you, I would say it was the NFC East where you have the Giants winning the division. We ended yesterday with our Super Bowl picks. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty. You have the Minnesota Vikings against the Houston Texans in Super Bowl. I think this is 53, right? It's Super Bowl 53? Yes. 
Oh, we have 52, 53. I lose count sometimes. All right. Um, you have the Texans and the Vikings meeting up in Super Bowl 53, making the Vikings like one year too late from the idea of being able to host the Super Bowl. Um, where is the Super Bowl this year? Is it in Houston? Would the Texans be hosting the Super Bowl? We got to check on that, Scotty. All right, we got to check on that. I have a Super it's, Bowl it's matchup. Just not, it's not in our thought process right now. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I just yeah. I remember last year there was this big narrative around how, oh, the Vikings may be able to host the Super Bowl because they were progressing. So I just wondered when I saw Houston in your Super Bowl, I just wondered if, you know, that was the case. Um, in the Super Bowl, I have the Chargers finally, you know, reversing the curse and correcting the jinx and facing the Green Bay Packers. Scotty, tell me. Who do you have winning Super Bowl 53? And then I'm going to go look at their odds to do so. Uh, Who you got winning the Super Bowl, Scotty? I have the Houston Texans beating the Minnesota Vikings for their first Super Bowl championship. Two years in a row, the Astros and the Texans. Oh, like Houston all of a sudden becomes title town. The Rockets, the Rockets were close also, you know. So listen, if you are like Scotty and you love the Texans and you want to get them to win the Super Bowl, Scotty, the odds right now are plus 2,000 for the Texans to win the Super Bowl. So that is a nice uh, chunk of change for you if you want. Uh, You think you're going to go on over and uh, lay a couple of shekels on that one? I might do that. You might do that. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm conflicted. Scotty, I'm so conflicted. I want to, like, part of me wants to take Green Bay just because I want to, like, be able to, you know, say I told you so to you on air when the Packers kind of do it. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in FU mode, to be quite honest. Yeah, but it's not going to happen, so I'm not worried. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, though, Scotty, over on uh, our site, my bookie, um, the Packers are plus 800. They are tied for the second choice in the NFL. The New England Patriots are the favorite at plus 500. The second choice to win the Super Bowl are the Los Angeles Rams at plus 800 and the Green Bay Packers at plus 800. So they actually are the favorite in the NFC along with uh, the Rams there in Vegas. Okay, so my NFC championship game is the two favorites. How about that? The Minnesota Vikings, your team is plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. But you know what? I'm going to go the other way because really because I like the storyline better. I would just be so happy if when the confetti is falling down, Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates, you know, get their championship and get to ride off kind of in the sunset together. I am going to say, although I hate the Spanos family, I'm going to say the Los Angeles Chargers are my Super Bowl champion. I believe in Boza and Ingram creating havoc all year long. I think this kid Derwin James from Florida State is going to be a revelation in this league. Their offensive line is a little bit better. If they stay healthy and Caleb Sturgis can hit some kicks, I believe the Chargers will win the Super Bowl and you can get them, Scotty, at plus 1,800. Okay, so a little bit of a uh, shorter odds than the Houston Texans, but there you have it. All right, Scotty has the Vikings and the Texans in the Super Bowl with the Texans and Deshaun Watson as a second-year quarterback making it happen. I've got the Packers and the Chargers in the Super Bowl with Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates holding up the trophy at 
the end. I want to let people know that if you want to make some bets on this, whether it's divisions, over-unders, what have you, go on over to BetDSI. They're celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service, fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI. You want to bet the U.S. Open in tennis? Go right ahead. You want to bet the Eagles and the Falcons? Go right ahead. You want to bet the Yankees and the A's? Go right ahead. Use the promo code FNTSY because BetDSI is offering up to $1,000 as a bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI. Head on over and start winning today. All right, Scotty. Um, who do you like DFS-wise? And do you like anybody DFS-wise uh, this Tonight, uh, anybody, I know it's Austin Hooper, right? But I know you also like Dallas Goddard, right? I know you've been saying that with Ajayi out, uh, the Eagles may roll with a little bit of a 12 personnel. We all love Zach Ertz, but this kid, Dallas Goddard, Goddard, he's been, um, you know, he's flashed a couple times in the preseason. Is he the name you need to know outside of Ertz, outside of Aguilar? Where are you looking? Is it Mike Wallace? Is it Dallas Goddard? Where, where are you looking for some surprise production tonight? Is it Darren Sproles? What do you think is happening tonight? I think it's going to be heavily leaning on Jay Ajayi, you know, mm. running the ball, playing ball control, trying to keep the Atlanta offense off the field, trying to be physical and wear them down. I, I'm not looking for any surprises here. Uh, I think Nelson Aguilar should be very busy uh, on the other side of the ball. Uh, I love Julio, obviously. You know, of course, sure. I'm not a fan, fan of Sanu. You know well, you that. Know uh, I would I, look, go with Austin Hooper tonight. You know, he in the middle of the field, you know, there are uh, – the, uh, the Eagles without Bradham could be very vulnerable. So I'm going to go with Austin Hooper as my sleeper DSF, DFS play right away. What a surprise. If it's, Scott, you know, if it's nothing, you're not consistent, man. And I appreciate yep. that. You're going to be loving Austin Hooper all season long. You're going to be fading Mohamed Sanu all season long. You're going to be talking smack about the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans all season long. And I enjoy it. Tomorrow, You know, Scott, I read an interesting gonna... stat this morning, too, along those What's lines. What's that? What's that? Mohamed Sanu has not reached the 90-yard mark in 61 consecutive games. All right. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If Mohamed Sanu gets goes like six for one ten and a touchdown tonight, and Le'Veon Bell walks into the facility today, I'm leading the story. I'm leading the show tomorrow with Mohamed Sanu. That's fine. If an Austin Hooper catches five (laughs) balls for eighty yards and a touchdown pass, we'll do an entire segment on him. Okay, we can yeah, forget Lev Bell, right? We can talk about Hooper yeah. versus Sanu and Calvin Ridley. All right, yeah. that sounds good. But, Scott, what we're definitely going to do tomorrow, after we break down what we see in the season opener, we're also, like I said, we are going to – we'll continue to look at some of your rankings, right, for week one. We'll talk about our DFS plays and our DFS lineups that we like, cash games, tournaments, that sort of thing. And we will make our picks. We will make three picks against the spread. We will make our survivor picks, and that's – uh. Uh, we're going to be off and running uh, so we could see, uh, you know, who's uh, helping the listeners win their leagues and win that cash. I've already told you I kind of like the Ravens here in terms of Survivor. When you look at Survivor, you were on the Tennessee Titans, it sounds like. That's what you said initially. I'll give you, you know, another 20, uh, 23 hours to continue thinking about that one. But you like the Titans against Miami even on the road, right? Yeah. Uh, I like him. If you're looking to stream a defense, if you have Houston in week one, mm. I would go with Tennessee. Because Houston's That's playing New England. A lot of people drafted them. 
uh, you know, including I did in like two or three of my leagues. Right. But then I have to but the week one matchup else. is the Pats. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's an interesting look. We'll get deeper into it. We'll see if Scott wants to stay with the Titans or go elsewhere. Um, we'll see what our picks are. But I'm excited, Scotty. I mean, do you do anything special for the for the kickoff? You you know, you gonna be settled in at whatever it is, eight fifteen. What are you gonna be eating? Some chicken wings? What do we What do we got going? You got any routines when you're watching games? Not really, no. I no. just watch the games. You also told me you don't like to look. You also told me you don't like to look at your opponent's roster and stuff like that, right? So yeah, I never not, look. I never look at my opponent's do. roster because a lot of people will call in naturally and say, "Hey, I'm worried my opponent has this, this, and this." You can't do anything about your the, the opponent. The opponent has it's enough stress to cr- make your own decisions. I'm not going to look at what I can't control, and if my team scores enough, I don't have to worry about who the other side has. That's true. You worry about yourself and your own players, and hopefully everyone stays healthy tonight. Kickoff tonight. Eagles, Falcons. I know I'll be watching. I hope you are too. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. Have a great day, Scott. Roto experts in the morning. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.